This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 27th of March. Justin, Impossible Foods, the US-based alternative meat producer, Mm -hmm. they may be forced to overhaul their plant-based chicken nugget recipe. No! Or stop selling them in Australia. No! The Department of Agriculture blocked a shipment of the product from entering the country. Very scary stuff. B-Man, we know that Apple's original movies have either received limited cinema runs or been exclusive to Apple TV+. Yes. But now, Apple reckons they may partner with movie studios to put more of its movies in theatres. Okay. Get Ted Lasso, the movie, (laughs) on the big screen. (laughs) Three highly entertaining stories today, Justin. Let's do it. For our first. Afterpay's owner, Block, has been accused of fraud by a well-known short-seller investor and its share price has tanked over 18%. Explosive claims here, so get the popcorn out. Tell me more. So, some context. Hindenburg Research is an investment firm that specializes in short selling. It likes to call out companies for potentially doing the wrong thing. And then over the long term, Hindenburg makes money out of that company's downfall. Earlier this year, Hindenburg boosted its profile with a pretty scathing report on Adani's business empire. And late last week, Hindenburg released a new two-year investigation into Block. Alright, man, give me the tea. Well, in its investigation, Hindenburg alleged that Block's popular cash app was likely facilitating scam Scammers. Scammers who were taking advantage of government stimulus programs during the pandemic. On top of that, Block is alleged to have facilitated payments for criminal activity Ooh. like sex trafficking and drug dealing. And after all of this, shares in Block slumped more than 18%. And now, Block intends to explore legal action against Hindenburg. Juicy. So what is the key learning here? The views of short sellers and activist investors can have a lasting impact on a company's valuation. As a reminder, short sellers borrow shares of a particular company, sell them, and then buy them back at a later date. Generally, when the company's share price is at a lower price, and then they profit the difference. Get this, B-Man. Since 2020, Hindenburg has targeted about 30 companies. And the shares of those companies have lost about 15% on average the very next day. But six months later, the shares were down 26% on average. For our second story, Mecca, the Aussie cosmetics giant, has got itself in a prickly pickle because it's underpaid some of their staff. Yikes, Jazzy boy. Tell me, what is the story here? Okay, we know Mecca. They're the largest Australian cosmetic retailer by sales. And they sell some of the top brands in cosmetics like L'Oreal mm-hmm. and Clinique. And last week, Mecca found out they've got a total of $560,000 of unpaid wages. Unpaid wages that they owe to 17.5% of their staff. So now, Mecca is is in major repair mode. They've promised to repay all the affected employees with interest. And in the process, it also came out that Mecca has been employing its staff under long-expired agreements. AKA zombie agreements, which go back as far as 2005. Back when you, Juzzy Boy, were using LimeWire to make mixed CDs. (laughs) So what is the key learning here? A zombie agreement is an agreement between an employer and its employees that exists before the 2009 Fair Work Act came about. And a lot of these zombie agreements are kind of controversial. That is because the relationship between employer and employee has evolved a lot over the last few decades. Now, B-Man, pre-2009, conditions weren't as favourable to employees compared to modern awards. Modern awards including things like minimum wage and leave entitlements. But it is important to note that a zombie agreement doesn't necessarily mean you're being underpaid. But it doesn't always take into account things like overtime rates Mm -hmm. and allowances, which can lead to some underpayment. 
for our third and final story. Accenture, the tech consulting giant, is cutting 19,000 jobs, approximately 2.5% of its workforce, as demand for its services drops big time. 19,000? Only 2.5%. Accenture is ginormous, Jazzy Boy. Tell me more. So Accenture is the Irish-American professional services company headquartered in Dublin. It's a Fortune 500 company and in 2022 reported over 60 billion US dollars in revenue. Now, B-Man, to put it simply, Accenture makes money by hiring out its smart employees to organizations that are planning major system revamps. Now, over the last two years, Accenture has been growing hardcore. It grew its employee base by over 50% in the past two years. Now, Jazzy Boy, Accenture's trimming 19,000 jobs from its monstrous 738,000 strong workforce. And right now, B-Man, we don't know how many jobs will be cut in Australia, but we do know that after this announcement, Accenture's share price surge went up more than 18% late last week, Jazzy Boy. So what is the key learning here? Professional services firms like Accenture ride the waves of the economy. And these cuts at Accenture are the latest sign that corporate clients are cutting their spending on advisory services. McKinsey's planning to cut 2,000 jobs globally. KPMG here in Australia has cut about 2% of its 10,000 strong squad. The one tailwind that Accenture may have going for it is the emerging focus on AI after the massive success of ChatGPT and Co. We know Accenture has tended to do very nicely during past big tech shifts. So they'd be hoping that companies turn to them as experts for some much needed AI support. So they can ramp up their staff numbers once again. <laughs> Fluxam, big news because we have something very special and exciting coming from the Flux team next week. We will be launching something that's going to help you take your finances to the next level. So stay tuned because April is going to be a huge month for the Flux fam. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.